Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House or Churn and, I'm sorry, at uh, Brupolo. Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, if Brupolo was an ethyl. Yes. That would be very weird. <laughs> be, you would not, not a ton to do. You would not ethyl. expect that. To be you, happening in Ethel. You have to be going to Ethel to go to Ethel. Yeah, nobody, nobody's like you're going to pass through Ethel. I've been I've been through there a couple of times. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There, there's not a whole lot of room for Good a people coffee there. house. Good people there. Yeah, n- nothing against Ethel. No. I live out in the woods right now. Yeah, you, you got nothing to say. Well, wherever you live in our great state, if you want Strange Brew Coffee every morning, all you got to do is order it. And then you just order it from strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship it directly to you. So go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Whatever kind of coffee machine sitting on your front counter, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Humble, I'm sorry, College Corner. And collegecornerstore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else, only at College Corner. They have the biggest and best selection in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you. They're in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, it's Taco Tuesday at Humble Taco. But every day, it's kind of Taco Tuesday at Humble Taco because they have the best tacos around. Tacos you can't get anywhere else. You can go anywhere and get you know a steak taco, a chicken taco, but you can't get the kind of tacos you get at Taco at a Humble Taco. You just can't. They're not making them anywhere else. That's why it's unique. It's different. It's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, and it's really, really good. Tomorrow, Humble Taco? We'll see. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see where it takes us. Yes. All right. I hope to see you there. Firehouse Subs, great choice for lunch every day. Download the free Firehouse Subs app and hit them up for lunch today. Place your order online. It's ready within minutes. And the reward points, they just pile up like no other. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. Go grab a sandwich today at Firehouse Subs. Brian, my mind is blown. Why? Um, first of all, we're in a huge We have a much studio. more palatial studio. I now. mean, this thing is This huge. is a studio worthy of us. And now you can't kick me out if, if uh, Brandon Walker comes. You're right, because we got a third I'm gonna mic. I'm going to have to be in here. we got a third mic. You can't do you this. You know what now. happened here? You see what's occurred here? What? Super Talk Mississippi has acknowledged us. They have. We're a big deal. Thunder and Lightning is a brand. There's do, a whole show. I can't do that song. There's a whole radio show now called Thunder and Lightning, and That's Lightning's right. not even in it. That's but right. it's still a big deal. It's a brand. That's it's right. a way of life. So what I was going to say is what my mind is blown. Okay. I was first taken aback by the studio. Yeah. We can't even fit your banner in here in the background. I got to get a new banner. 
Yeah, so and everything sounds so much more professional in here too. It does, it does. That's but one. Eric Eric Malay, is it Malay or Malay? I, I have always said Malay. Okay. So he he tweets a cryptic tweet. It's a Crypt. picture of a bulldog wearing boots. And he says Whose bed up, have those boots been under? No. Picked up a bulldog with a boot. Which I'm guessing is could it be a kicker? Or is he talking about somebody from Louisiana? See, you would think if it was somebody from Louisiana, it would be a bulldog, from, bulldog the boot. from the boot. I think, I think he kicker. got a kicker. I'll tell okay. you what. We're not. This isn't the, the focus of today's podcast, but under Mike Leach, Mississippi State has done a better job of going out and finding... Look, last year didn't work out, but they every year are bringing in quality guys to at least have a shot at the job, have a yeah. crack at it. So. I mean, you, you picked up... I was doing that countdown the other day for Massimo. Mm-hmm. His numbers are really incredible. Massimo. That's right. Yeah. Um, his numbers are really... Really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my second thing that I'm just kind of flabbergasted by... Yeah. This tweet has apparently been tweeted in Georgia. The Russian country or, or no, Georgia, down the road? The state. Okay. I just saw Eric Malay like an hour ago. Uh-huh. In at practice, yeah. So is that like a glitch? It's a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. W- what happened? He just uh, he, he probably had his lo- he was probably in Georgia recruiting at some point and hasn't changed his location on Twitter or something. I don't know. Oh, is it, is that what it, I thought? I it mean, just was your I mean, I wherever know. you're at. And if you don't have your location turned on, it might just revert back to the last one you had. Okay. So I don't know the answer though for sure. Also, uh, Parker Boudreaux is on uh, AW tonight. We've been waiting a long time Elevation. for Parker Boudreaux. Yeah. We've been waiting like six years. I had no idea that he was in NXT at one point. Yeah. He was one of those characters. Didn't work I out. I didn't know that was him because yeah. he shaved his head. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Lesnar. All right. All right. Now to the show. To the actual show. We're going to talk. we got a game, obviously, to cover in the uh, second part of the show. I, we have done all the SEC teams except for State and Ole Miss. So we're taking a week off of SEC previews this week. Um, we're going to talk defense here. One thing I've noticed, I'm, I'm going to maybe maybe upset some people here. Because I know MSU fans, they love to fly under the radar. They love, they don't like to be talked about. Everybody's like, man, these people are sleeping on this defense. They are really, Michael Borky, even from Sports Talk Mississippi, is saying people are sleeping on MSU's defense. Let's sleep no more. Let's wake them up. This defense is going to be really good. I'm about, as we're recording, 45 minutes away from talking to Zach Arnett. That interview will air on Thunder and Lightning live Wednesday at, on Super Talk Mississippi. He has got a lot. I mean, we've talked about what they brought back offensively. They brought back a lot defensively, and they hit the tar- the portal and got guys who can contribute now. This should be easily a top half of the SEC, potentially a top five defense in the SEC this year. It should be. The, the pieces are there for it to be really good. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, are they going to stay healthy is the biggest thing. And secondly, are they going to be able to get it done? I I mean, what are the biggest question marks coming in to this season defensively? They are, is Jordan Davis healthy, I guess? Um, you know, can they have a, a better pass rush this year than they did? And who is going to be the second cornerback mm-hmm. opposite Emmanuel Forbes? Right. And I, to me, it looks like it's going to be DeCamryon Richardson. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that the other day, that it looks like he's going to be the guy there. One thing I noticed about Marcus Banks is how vocal he is. He is, if he's not in the game, he's constantly instructing some of those guys. That, that's not surprising 
when you think how voc- what is Nick Saban's area of expertise? Defensive backs. Defensive backs. My guess is he got an earful every day and, and got a lead. He probably has a lot to teach, to be honest And he's with coming you. from a program that demands excellence. Yeah. Their practices were probably more intense than ball games. So you're not getting a guy that's just, you know, some scrub that, you know, he doesn't know how to handle himself. Right. But I can definitely tell from him there's there's this leadership quality that you don't see from a lot of the other players. I think that's really good. And I haven't seen anything from him that suggests that he's not going to get it done. So to me, the fact that DeCameron Richardson looks to be the best guy right now, that that bodes well for your depth at that position. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it, I think, yesterday. You've got you're, – you're too deep at corners, all guys who are four-stars coming out of high school. Yeah. All four of them. And then in the, sa- in the second – in the safety position, you've got Green, who was a five-star. And then you've got uh, Morant, who was a four-star. Um, oh, I'm leaving somebody out back there. Hunter Washington. Hunter Washington. I left him out. Well, he's in the too deep of a corner. So <clears> and, I would, and, and I would temper my expectations for both of those. Yeah. I don't – I don't know how much we'll see of either one of those guys, but they're talented. You know that they're talented. But the the big thing for that safety group is how many games they've all played. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have the most, you know, the the biggest star power back there, but you've got some guys that have seen the the wide receivers from Alabama. They've gone, I mean, Colin Duncan and and those guys have gone up against Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and and all those guys. So. uh, those guys are going to be able to handle those situations in Tuscaloosa and Oxford and places like that. So, and then the front seven right now, I keep saying front seven is basically six, but that group is as solid as it comes. Mm-hmm. No matter, you know, they could, they could kind of interchange some guys on the defensive line. Yes. They're still going to be good. Yeah. I mean, Crummity is a guy who you feel like he could play anywhere on yeah. that line. I mean, you take Cam Young, who Cam Young I'm as high on as anybody. You mm-hmm. take him out of the ball game and put in Nate Pickering. Should be fine. There's not a drop off. Should be fine. Nate Pickering might be the most talented defensive lineman they have. You take out Jordan Davis and you put Demonte Russell in there. You have a really good pass rusher, which right now Demonte is running first team, I think. So mm-hmm. he might be the starter, and Jordan Davis coming off the bench. And if that's the case, and you have a healthy Jordan Davis coming off the bench, you're in really good shape. So, uh, you know, the defense looks really good on paper. And I'll say this, too. You know, we always – I feel like if you praise somebody in in camp, it could be that the other guy that they're going up against is just not good. And mm-hmm. that's, that's not good for Mississippi State. I've seen a good, healthy competition between both sides. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to, to just say, you know, uh-oh, the, the – uh, you know the offensive line looks really bad. You know, I even even when we talked about yesterday with Percy Lewis, he has not been bad. He had a bad few reps. State has been good. They've both sides have won their battles, and I've seen more defensive plays from the secondary this year than I have in the past two years. So that's to me that's good because I know what I'm going to get from this from this offense. I know Will Rogers is going to be really good, and the wide receivers are going to be good. But Emmanuel Forbes is making plays. DeCameron Richardson's making plays. Those safeties are making plays. So right now there is nothing. I've watched three of the four practices because we couldn't watch on Sunday, uh, and I have not looked at anything and been seriously concerned. And uh, you know I I feel like I can get out there and 
you kind of weed through the nothingness, mm-hmm. the things that don't matter. Right. And of which there's quite a bit of these. There is. You have early. to, I mean, you have to, you watch enough of these things and you know what's real and what's not or what's to be concerned about and what's not. And right now, it really looks like State is a a team that is quietly confident, I guess. A team that, you know, nobody's talking about them. Nobody thinks they're going to be top half of the league. Uh, a lot of people believe that they're talented and they're experienced, but people are not giving them a chance to compete in the SEC West. I think this team's going to be better than a lot of people expect them to be. And I don't feel like that's going out on a limb. I just, I, I really believe that this is a solid team, top to bottom, depth, talent, experience. They have what you what you have to have in this league to compete. They have the guys on offense, they have the guys on defense, and they have the guys on special teams and experience. And I think that's, to me, they just look like a really solid team right now. What does concern you? Where are your Where are your big concerns? I mean, do you, do you, let me put it this way: Do you have a small concerns, or is there one area where you're like, "Now that I am concerned about"? Well, I mean, left tackle is still a question for me. I don't know if I'm concerned yet, but it's just one of those things where you know, until I see Percy or Dollar Bill, mm-hmm. ho- you know, holding their own against LSU. Mm-hmm. So that's I offensively. We're not even talking about defense. Oh, we're still on the defense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not concerned with just about anything on the defense. Wow. I, I think that the defense is is solid. Uh, you know, if if some of those guys get out in one-on-one coverage, I'm always going to be concerned with that mm-hmm. from a safety perspective. I just I don't know if there's, you know, that many guys back there that can really stick with a top end of the SEC wide receiver. But, I mean, how many guys can? If they're if they're you know top of the line, yeah. I don't I don't I don't know if I want all these safeties to be on an island by themselves, which has happened right. a few times. The Arnett defense kind of lends itself to that at times, but I think that Having is said more, that though. I think they're this is a this is a more athletic group than than we saw last year. Most of the time, when you're seeing those issues where you've got a safety one on one with an SEC wide receiver, it's because you brought pressure and it didn't get there. Yeah. What you're hopeful for this year is that you're better up front and the pressure gets there and the sack is made or a poor throw is made because, and I saw somebody, I think it was on six pack. I'm sorry, it may have been on, I think it was on 24 seven is what I meant to say that said when a deep ball happens against the blitz, something really went wrong, right? When they, when the whole point of the blitz is either to get a sack or to force a quick throw. Mm-hmm. If they've got time when you're blitzing to set up and throw deep, you really screwed the pooch yeah, you did. on that blitz, and it happened sometimes last year. And I think people just see, people just see, oh, you know, Colin Duncan got beat again. Right. Sean Preston got beat. In reality, they're not supposed to be in that situation. They're not supposed to be guarding a guy for four four seconds down the field. That's not supposed to be happening. You're supposed to have gotten to the quarterback, flushed him out of the pocket, or sacked him. And last year, there just wasn't a good pass rush from this team. They were missing. Jordan Davis, you were asking Randy Charlton to be a, a speed rusher at times. You know, Demonte Russell wasn't quite ready. Tyrus Wheat was having to to do some of that. So, I'm hopeful that this year, Demonte Russell, uh, Jordan Davis, and guys like that are able to really put pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. That takes some pressure off the back end of the defense. 
that's when you know you've you're doing a, a pretty good job. Which I think they had a much better rush. It seemed like in twenty twenty mm-hmm. uh, than they did last year, and that was with you know. Yeah, they, oh, there's no question about that. Yeah. So I, you need to get back to that. Yeah, because you know Arnett's going to bring pressure. And that's the other thing with with Arnett. Is this a fair statement that you sort of trust Arnett more than you trust Leach? That I feel mm-hmm. like I'm just more confident in this defense, game in and game out, than the offense. Than the offense. Yeah, probably so. You know they're going to show up every single week, and the offense does, it has shown a tendency to sputter. Um, I don't know how many times we've seen this defense just put up a stinker of a ball game, but we have seen several of those from State's offense over the last two years. So, yeah, probably so. I think that that's going to tighten up a little bit for the offense this year. I really think that they're going to be much more efficient this year because it's year three. I mean, you, you you expect them to be, especially with a third-year quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, that, I don't think that's out of the question. I guess so to wrap this up a little bit, you know, defense is what Mississippi State traditionally has been about, right? Their best teams have always been sort of defense out in front. Even teams that were good offensively, the 2010 team, defensively, they had a ton of talent. Yes. 2014 team, that defense had a ton of talent. Obviously, we know what happened in 2018. We go back, we know what happened in 1990. Even the teams that were bad, the defenses were you good. You could count on the defense. Like Crooms teams had good defenses. 16 was like the only year where you couldn't count on Mississippi State defensively. You know, and, just, and we're pretty much chalking that up to Peter To Sarmon. one guy. And... There's enough evidence because his next stop was the same. Louisville was the exact same situation. I mean, that defense had talented players on it. I mean, right. you had Jeff Simmons. You had oh, who else had, was on that we defense? We had uh, Jonathan Calvin, Richie Jonathan Brown, Calvin AJ Jefferson. Brown, yeah. you, you had yeah, they that's were, before Montez Sweat got here, but yeah, it was but still they were still they were still good enough to win to play better than they played. No, nobody's no defense is so bad that you should give up 58 points and nobody punts on you. That was that's an embarrassing. Or turns it over. Yeah. And the only time they didn't score was whenever they like they turned went it over to the on half. downs. I think they turned it over on downs once. Did they? I think so. I thought they went to the half or something. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I don't want to relive it. To be totally honest with you, my question is going to be this: Is this a defense that you, you're like, okay, with what state's going to do offensively, this defense will be good enough, or is this a defense you're like, they can go out and win games for Mississippi State? Um, I think they can win some games, but I think at the same time, like I think they're going to be good enough. To keep you in ball games, you should you should be in all these ball games, and the offense should be able to to get over the hump in some of these. Like they should hold some teams down. I don't think you're going to have to ask the offense to go out there and score 45 points. Like yeah. State can win some some 28 to 20 ball games or yeah. something. You know? I agree. I agree with you. And I think also offensively being a little bit more efficient, especially in the red zone, yeah, will lead to more success defensively as well. So. I'm interested to see this defense. I'm interested to talk to Arnett in a little bit too. Don't forget that interview next. Uh, sorry, this coming Wednesday on Sports Talk. I'm sorry on uh, Thunder and Lightning Live on Super Talk. Got to get got to get used to it. Got to got to. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. Brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. When you're looking to cook out, we only got a few more free weekends before football starts. Not that you're not going to be cooking out this football season, but you know, it's a little different when you got nothing else going on. You got to look forward to these cookouts. You got to do it. You got to get some steaks. You got to get some some burgers on the grill. You got to get a brisket on the smoker. Maybe a tri-tip or a picanha. There's so many great options with beef. It's just never ending. And you can just do so many great things, great recipes. If you're looking for recipes, you want to do something different, head over to uh, msbeef.org. They've got them sitting right there for you. Beef, it's what's for dinner. 
thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers smoked meats. I don't know what else there is to say about two brothers uh, smoked meats. Still great. Every time we go there, I I go to restaurants a lot, and even the, my favorite restaurants, there are times where I have a bad experience. But I'm telling you, and I'm not make I'm not. I don't know why I got all emotional there. My voice cracked no. a little bit. You just hit puberty. That's <laughs> been a while. Uh, I, I get very emotional when we talk about smoked wings, though. But I'm just telling you, I've never been to Two Brothers and left and was like, yeah, it wasn't great. I've never had that. It's always like, man, the food is just so good. The service is always fantastic. The people are so nice up in there. Just never had a bad experience there. And You're I've been there satisfied. I've always I've been there a hundred times probably. So you need to do the same. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't been there, then you haven't really been to Starkville. Head to Two Brothers Smoke Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products and great service is what every business provides you. But how do you know? How do you check that for sure? Well, I'm going to give you a, a hint. You go and you ask the owner of that business, how long have y'all been open? And if they can say 47 years, you can probably trust what they're saying at that point. Because nobody's open that long without dealing with their, taking care of their customers. That's what Advantage Business Systems does every day. They are a Mississippi business first and foremost. They treat you like their neighbor because you are. So when you have a problem with something they've sold you, you know, when you when a copier goes down or a printer goes down, which they are going to do, even the best brands and products, which is what Advantage Business Systems sells, you're not talking to somebody halfway around the world trying to schedule an appointment with somebody 500 miles away to come and fix it. You're talking to somebody in the state of Mississippi who's going to send somebody from the state of Mississippi to fix your problem. That's the kind of service you want, and you get it with Advantage Business Systems. 601 362 9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I'll give you an option. I, I said we were going to do this, but we can do Ole Miss today and then state next week and just be done, or we can just wait a week and then go Ole Miss state. I'll let you pick right now. Um, what else do we have to do today? We have one game on the countdown. Hmm. Want to do the Rebels? Yeah, might as well. Here we go, then. The Ole Miss Rebels. 10-3 and three a season ago. First regular season with 10 wins in uh, school history. There's no other way around this. And you can say what you want. They lost a ton. Usually when a quarterback leaves for the NFL in this state, you're going to take a step back. State did it with Dak. Ole Miss did it with Eli. It's just the way of the world. Uh, but they also lost all of their leading rushers. They lost a couple of offensive linemen. Lost a ton on the defense. Lost both coordinators. A lot of flux in Oxford. What they did to attack that is is sort of new. They went hard into the portal. 20-plus transfers now, including, of course, at the running back position, Zach Evans, very talented player from TCU. Jackson Dart, the quarterback from Southern Cal. They bring in Michael Trigg, a five-star tight end from Southern Cal. Mason Brooks was one of the top offensive line prospects in the, in the portal. They got him. Bunch of guys on the defense. The preseason, eight, or the preseason coaches poll came out today. Ole Miss. That's my, don't forget to call Zach Arnett Arnett. Oh. <laughs> Alarm. Uh, You've talked about it twice on the show, so I don't think you're going to forget. I, I was set up for success regardless. Yes. You got, you, I, I got to take, you got to take care of those things. You, you don't want to be the guy who forgets. No, I understand. Um, Preseason top 25 coming out on Monday. Ole Miss was ranked 24th. That is a statement by the people who did the poll that what they're saying is, we trust Lane Kiffin 
to be good. That he's he's gotten them that kind of credit built up in two years. That that Ole Miss is getting, even though they, if State had lost what Ole Miss lost, people would be talking about State winning two games this year. Yeah. Even with the transfer portal, they would be like, oh, it'll never work. And people buy into Kiffin. They've bought in. That's fine. He won ten games last year. God bless him. I they buy they, into Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss is excellent at selling itself. They do, but I think they've bought into Kiffin. I think Ole Miss, they're going to take a step back this year. It's just a question of how big. So let's get into it. Their their schedule is very, very reminiscent of State in 2012. Very It's super soft the first seven games. And then a nightmare. And then they finish. It's it's tough. It's a tough finish. Let's get into it. They should be 4-0, though. Troy, Central Arkansas, a trip to Georgia Tech, Tulsa. Am I wrong that Tulsa's the hardest game in there? It's, I think even that's harder than even going to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech should be soft this year. I don't think they're going to be good. Jeff Collins. Tulsa is not going to work. Tulsa is usually a solid program. Yeah, but Ole Miss should be four and zero. My God, Troy's Central Arkansas and Tulsa at home in three of your first four games, Rough. and then you go to Georgia Tech with Jeff Collins on the hot seat. Yeah, so they haven't been good since he's so been four and zero. They're going six and zero. All right, so here's where we're going to differ. Then I've got Kentucky going to Oxford and winning that game. But I see it, but I just Kentucky. Just go ahead. Been, Kentucky has not been great on the road. You're right. Here's what I'm going to say about this though, and you need to brace yourself if you're a Mississippi State fan. That's going to be like a top ten matchup, maybe top, maybe even better than that. Because I think, but if Kentucky's undefeated and they've beaten Florida, and uh, they both have manageable schedules. If they're both four zero in that game, that's probably co- that might be college game day in in the Grove. So just yeah. go ahead and brace yourself for it. I mean, just go ahead and brace yourself. This is going. Ole Miss is going to get inside the top fifteen, probably inside the top ten. Yeah, for because sure. Because they're going to be winning but these think, games. They'll, they'll win them big. They'll look good yeah, in them. They'll look sharp. They're they're playing. What you have, teams. what you're going to be looking for, if you're a person who's like, I don't like Ole Miss, and I understand a lot of people who listen to this podcast are that kind of person. You need to be looking deeper than the score. Yeah. Like, is Dart completing a lot of passes? Mm-hmm. Is he throwing interceptions in every game? Yeah. You know, is he having a game where he's four touchdowns but two picks? If there's if signs having those, there. If he's having those kind of games against Troy and Georgia Tech, he's going to have them bad against LSU, yeah. Mississippi State, North, and Alabama. Yeah, that, they're going to rack up a lot of yards, mm-hmm. a lot of points in these early games. Their defense is right. going to swarm. So you've got them 5-0, and which means I'm going to think you got them 7-0. and Yeah, I think they're going to beat – they're definitely beating Vanderbilt. And, and then they'll be, beat Auburn they're going to beat home. Auburn. They'll beat Auburn at home. 7-0. and I've got them 6-1. and But then the, the, the true stretch begins. At LSU, at Texas A&M, Alabama at home, at Arkansas. That's in Fayetteville for the first time in a while, I believe. And then Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. I think they lose four straight games. So you think you think they? I think the, I think they lose at LSU and A&M. Uh-huh. And I think they lose to Alabama and at Arkansas. And then, and then in the Egg Bowl, we've both given them the edge. Today we have, yeah. Looking at this though, mm-hmm. State. In the back half of that schedule, should have some momentum. Should be playing well. Ole Miss could be playing terrible at that point. And this losing could, four straight is going to have people reeling. That's going to be tough. And then, you know, at that point, the fans start to kind of get mm-hmm, off the train mm-hmm. late in the year. Right. And I have Ole Miss six and one. They could find a way to lose it to, to beat LSU, but I think at that point in the season, LSU should be figuring things out a little bit. So I'll give and that's on the road. So I think they win there. I think they're going to beat Texas A&M. I could see it, but I, I've got Texas A&M turning it up late in the year. We'll see. 
I think they're going to be really good. I'm not sure what there. I were predicted for Texas A&M, but today I'm going to predict, predict Ole Miss to win that. And then I've got them losing Alabama, Arkansas, and Mississippi State to finish. Uh, that would be 7-5. and five. I have them at 7-5 because I'm losing to Kentucky. Oh, that's right. So I say 7-5, um, and five, you're saying 8-4. and four. Yeah, but now that I'm looking at the back half of the schedule... Mm. You're going to go 7-5 and lose to Ole Miss? Five straight losses. To, from 7-0 and think, to 7-5, and five, that's, that's worse than State did in the We Believe. Yeah. Because State found a win in there, at least. <sighs> yeah, they beat Arkansas. Beat, that was a bad Arkansas team, but they beat them. Um, God, I picked Ole Miss this whole time in this game. But I, I really haven't looked at the back half of their schedule as much. That's a brutal. I mean, that's, that's a old school Mississippi State kind of finish to the season. I don't think you can discount the momentum factor. I agree. When you lose and, four straight, I mean, people are going to start looking around. So, I, I but that's the thing. State. I don't think they're going to lose four straight. I think mm-hmm. they're going to beat A and I wanted to look at State in the back half. So, State plays final month is Auburn, State, Georgia, East Tennessee State. Georgia is the only well, Georgia and Alabama. So, yeah. all right. They play Auburn, Georgia, East Tennessee, and Ole Miss in yeah. the last four games. Something to consider is State being able to play an FCS team, which means they can pull their starters pretty early. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss is at Arkansas. Yeah. That's going to be a fight the whole way. Well, they should be beat up well, we've on seen, a short week. We've seen that before, too. State yeah. played like Vanderbilt before the Egg Bowl one time. No, no doubt. Beat them by 50. Well, I mean, last and Ole year. Miss, Ole Miss lost to Arkansas. Last year it happened. Yeah. I don't know how much. I, I just I think the Egg Bowl, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go with state in this like bowl. I, All right. So right so, now, I've changed so we'll my opinion. Seven and five. I've changed my opinion. I, I just man, if they lose five straight, that's gonna be interesting. I feel like it's I don't really hard to believe states can lose three straight egg bowls. It would be, in this be day something, and age. Be something to believe. So. I think they can win this game. All right, that's the rebels. We both say seven and five. Um, I think the potential's there. Honestly, the potential's there for nine and three. Yeah. Wow. If I'm being totally honest, if I'm being totally. Honest, I think the potential is there for ten and two. They can win the Egg Bowl. They can beat Texas A and M, and they or sorry, they could beat uh, LSU, and they can beat um, Kentucky. They could go ten and two. It's the, but I don't think they will. The I whole, really don't think they will. The whole deal is the quarterback. Yeah, and I don't think either one of these guys are Matt Corral. Right. I don't think they have that it factor. Right. Um, they're both talented, but, but they're not. What are they gonna? How are they gonna handle right. being in Death Valley? Exactly. So that's the big question. If the, if one of those two guys turn it on and mm-hmm. they're really good, then they're they can be really good because they've got the pieces. Yeah. What I want to see with Ole Miss is beyond this year. Mm-hmm. You promised 15, <clears throat> 15, 18 transfers, playing time, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. NIL, whatever. What happens when all that's not delivered? Right, and this is this is not just Ole Miss. I'm this sure the NIL will place. be delivered, but the the, the, uh, the playing time is going to be interesting. I don't know if in, I don't know if people are going to be able to deliver on the NIL. Like I'm not saying, well, just especially Ole if Miss. you're not starting, you're going to be like, well, why am I paying? A and M, what's going to happen at A and M? No, you're not wrong. So that's another that's a story for another day. So that's our we got one more to do. We got the Bulldogs left to do. Uh, one more game in the countdown too, as well. We're at number 18 here. Yesterday's tease was rapid in maroon and white. This was the first game, according to Jack Crystal, he ever said it. That's the 1986 game against Tennessee in Knoxville in Neyland Stadium against the defending SEC champions. Bulldogs win 27-23 on a Don Smith touchdown run and then a goal line stand uh, to finish it off. Don Smith, a guy born about 30 years too early, uh, would have been an absolute monster in a Dan Mullen spread style offense would have just been unstoppable. 
Um, Tennessee that year, they, they had lost a lot, but it's still Tennessee, still going up to Knoxville and playing in front of 100,000 people. I remember this game very clearly being, this, was, this might have been the first year that TBS started doing SEC football at 11 a.m. You know, again, you got to remember back in these days, there just wasn't a lot of college football on TV. You got like maybe five games a weekend. Mm-hmm. And for State to be on national TV was a huge deal. It just didn't happen. Um, and this is Rocky Felker's second game as head coach. He had gone up to Syracuse in week one and one. Uh, but, you know, you're thinking, okay, it's Tennessee. You know, Mississippi State doesn't beat Tennessee. They just don't do it. And they play close the whole game, and then Don Smith with that long run, which was fantastic to watch. Nobody touches him on the option play. Pure speed down the sidelines. And Jack Crystal utters, or utters the immortal words at the end of it. He said that you know it was a day where everything was orange up there in, in Knoxville, right? Everything's orange. He's like, but on this day it was about the maroon. So we wrapped it in maroon and white. I never knew that. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive I'm right on that. I remember reading it in a, a, a tribute or something to Jack many years ago. That, that was the, the first time he remembers saying wrap it in maroon and white. First time I ever saw that game was remember that time when they had the maroon to the max yeah they used to they did like a countdown of the great games and yeah. that was on there they ripped and us so, off yeah what 15 years ago how yeah so you had they would show that you could watch those games on demand which is really cool mm-hmm. really good idea uh sec network should do more of that but yeah that play where he ripped off that run was just incredible. Just you, you watch it back. Turns the corner and there's nobody standing there and he's gone. Um, th- this year, Fer- Felker had like a few upsets, didn't he? So they were six and one this yeah. year, and then they so we're just talking about Ole Miss. Typical MSU, great well, start. You have all this. They played. They they went ran into what you know is referred to back in the old days as death row. Every year, State finished the season: Auburn, Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss. <laughs> this is one of the most depressing stretches you'll ever see. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it here to you, Robbie. So State is six and one, right? They've beaten Tennessee and Florida. Yeah. Now neither one of those two teams were great, right? They both lost five games, but it doesn't matter. The only team they lost to was Southern Miss in that stretch. They oh lost in gosh. Jackson to USM at a game that, well, that you know, was, my friend was Brian Brett was Favre no, there no, then? He no. was he was early nineties, right? Yeah, I think eighty seven was his first year. Okay. So they're six and one and ranked twelfth in the country Oof. after after they beat Tulane. Right, next three games, all of these are either at home or in Jackson versus Auburn. Lost thirty five six versus Alabama. Lost thirty eight three. LSU in Jackson lost forty seven to nothing Ugh. and lost to Ole Miss twenty four three. State scored twelve points in their final four games of the year. Good. Grief. And went from six and one to six and five, and didn't go to a bowl game. Can you imagine? Yeah, you I can. Can't. I was alive. I yeah. went to two of those games. Yikes! So I will never forget it as long as I live. My grandfather, for the first time ever, decided to go with me and my dad to a game, and it was that LSU game. And state lost forty-seven nothing, and we sat behind two drunk LSU fans who would not shut up. And he looked over. My, now my grandfather had, had a stroke when I was really young, so he couldn't talk really well. He just looked over at my dad and he was like, never again. Never again. And he not to the never went back to a Mississippi State game. He swore it off. I think my dad is as because his blood pressure would go through the roof. Oh my he, god. He's kinda he's kind of right, watching this same. game. We're like, yeah, we're just getting killed. And Papa was just like, never again. So 
I mean, aren't you glad you at least haven't seen those LSU games that much lately? Oh, those, I know. Those, you know, those they 45 used to, be that to way. nothing. They used to be that 45 way. to 6. So, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I didn't see State win a game live until 1990. I was 15 when State won the first one. The first, I'm sorry, I was 14 when the first time I saw State win. How does it feel that I was to you that I was you're, one year old? You're like one, yeah. Yep. Like my dad and I always went to Jackson, and, and State just dropped those games. The first game I saw them win was against LSU in, in Jackson. They were up 31-3. to I thought my dad was going to have a heart attack. He was like, I can't believe we're kicking there like this. Yeah. And we ended up winning. It was 34-22 was the final. They made a little comeback. But Well, that was the, was that the game where Glenn Young ran the, the no, kickback? No, that's much earlier than that. That's in the 80s. Okay. This was 1990. Oh, 1990. Yeah. Right. So. My dad was up I wasn't that one 14 with it, in 1980. Well, I didn't know what you were saying. Just I didn't saying. know it. I was. I'm not 60. Close. I feel it. I feel it every day. All right. Uh, what's the tease for tomorrow's game? Do we have one? Do we have a good one? I don't know what it is. First time under the lights. I, I know what game this is. All right. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, actually, we'll do that on Thursday because tomorrow is the rumblings. We'll uh, yeah. fire, let's go get our rumblings question in. You want to fire off the tweet? We'll make that happen. We'll talk about that, and then we'll come back Thursday with that game. We'll do an opponent preview on Texas A&M this week. And uh, more to talk about from practice and everything else as we keep going. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. The Rock says, 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 A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.